welcome back to Enlighten Up for episode 79, Ascension Diet, Starseed Codes, and Is the Matrix Hologram Real with Michelle Walling. Michelle has lots to share with us today. She's going to share her awakening uh, story and also everything that she's learned about the current matrix that we all are in. We're going to talk about how the matrix hologram is real and not real all at the same time. She's going to discuss the Anunnaki and who they are. And we're also going to talk about BQH, Beyond Quantum Healing. Later on, Michelle's going to share with us her mission and what it means to hold starseed codes and templates. We're also going to talk about ascension and the truth about diets. And is there really a diet you need to follow to ascend? Or is that all just one big program belief? And this topic takes us on to juicing, and you won't believe it, but spirit speaks to us with a bang. So stay tuned for that. We're also going to talk about the event and the shift and what Michelle's thoughts are on that. And we're also going to talk about what are soulless beings? All of this is coming up in episode 79. So let's jump right into the episode and find out what Michelle had to share with us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I am here with Brian and Lisa, and uh, we are getting so close to the holidays. We're happy to have you join us. And we have a fun guest to uh, introduce you to. She's actually going to be on our Waves of Light crew, so we're so happy to have her join us. Her name is Michelle Walling, and she is a holistic life coach, international public speaker, writer, webmaster, and radio show host. In 2013, Michelle started her public career as a spiritual, metaphysical, and esoteric contributing writer for In5D.com and BodyMindSoulSpirit.com. She is also the webmaster of many uh, websites, including HowToExitTheMatrix.com, and she is a starseed support specialist holding codes from many planets and extraterrestrial races. We're going to have a great conversation today. Michelle, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Nicole. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's going to be great to talk about my starseed stuff and share my codes with everyone. Yeah, I, I mean, we got so much to talk about here. I'm very intrigued. Um, and, you know, just before we started, Brian was saying how he wanted you to inform him on the Matrix or maybe <laughs> help, him, help him understand the Matrix. Well, we, we had... We were talking about it last week, and you guys were making fun of me. And we made and and by the way, for our listeners, I don't know how we're gonna put them up, but we made the little videos of you know Brian. I the, put them on Instagram. Brian the dog, so of uh, making fun <laughs> of me saying things about the Matrix. So it's quite funny, actually, Michelle. You got I got to show them to you. <laughs> well, we can talk about the Matrix um, because that's my specialty. You know, we've all created our own reality here, our own way to deal with understanding the shift and the um, frequency change that we're going through. And for me, I chose to relate to the movie, The Matrix, um, not taking it quite 100% literal, but seeing a lot of clues as well as many other movies uh, and realizing that my life is indeed a movie and I am the director. This is very true. It's absolutely true. Lisa and I are are very much big believers of that and being creators of our our hologram. Mm-hmm. I'm not that good at it, but I know it's <laughs> yeah. possible. Well, I, I could share with everybody today how I got good at it, if you want. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about that. Well, everybody has their own time frame that they're unfolding. Um, we all created... Um, we all had a hand in creating this matrix holographic reality. It is a, it's a web. It looks like a grid. It's, um, it's a flat plane 
with on a uh, on a plane level, but it's also four four dimensional, and the Earth itself is a holographic dimensional um, projection of all of our consciousness together. Um, when they talk about oneness, it took me like. I guess till yesterday to really understand what oneness really was <laughs> because, you know, I'm like, yeah, right. You know, I am not Anunnaki. I am not, um, one of these demons that's attacking me. There's no way. Why would I do that to myself? But I, <laughs> I'll just make it short and I'll say, I have seen how I set up so many things in my life that unfolded in my reality that when I got through them, I must have literally transmuted some situation that happened on a cosmic level in another lifetime where I was in, you know, war with somebody else or having a relationship with somebody else. And when I had the, the different outcome, when I've learned how to re not react or how to um, forgive and do all these high vibrational things that change my reality and understood that I created my own little matrix here to interact with me and to throw back at me what I was putting out at it. And you know, they, that you can read about it in books all day long, but until you actually get to a, a point in your life where you can see that you caused something to happen to yourself and that you did it so that you could address something that was happening in another lifetime in a multidimensional aspect of yourself, it's crazy. But, um, the way that I, um, Every now and then I slip back into forgetfulness and I get surprised. I trip myself up and get surprised and have another little incident happen. And then I can look back and say, oh, that was good that I forgot that I was creating it so that I could create that one last scenario that I needed. Hopefully there's not any more scenarios that are going to come up. I feel like I'm getting really close to the end of, of transmuting everything that I needed to. But um, I would say just... I did a life review, like I had died, but I didn't, but I felt like it when I was laying in bed about a month and a half ago. And I looked at a lot of situations and relationships and uh, was guided by, by a higher force to simply review every relationship I've ever had with a man, uh, men in my life that I'd loved and how I felt, why I felt and how I felt hurt, reviewing the situation and then seeing things from their perspective and then realizing well, that's me <laughs> doing it to myself, forgiving myself, forgiving them, crying. I did a lot of crying. I think that was the last part of the work that were that I was, you know, doing to transmute those stuck emotions. And once that happens, this trigger starts happening in your heart and you truly do release this fear that you have. The heart opening can re can release can reduce the fear and um, start you to I just had this session called a chakra removal session, which is very controversial because of course I'm not removing my chakras, but it's removing implants and removing the last vestiges of blockages that were keeping my chakras from uh, working in harmony and also removing any plugs like in the movie, the matrix where they had, where Neo had all the plugs in the back from his neck all the way back down Mm -hmm. um, removing any plug or closing, either closing it down or reversing the spin of the chakra so that I can't be plugged into anymore and triggered. And it, it changed. It, it was the last part that I was guided to do. Uh, it, it, you have to be out of fear because when you do it, 
um, if you're not out of fear, when you finally, you know, get all of your um, chakras balanced, open, and more of like a white light instead of like a rainbow, then the matrix is triggered. <laughs> and you've got to be standing in your power, your sovereignty, and in no fear. And that's when you, you, I think you just reach that hump. You don't have to have a session to have this done. It Sometimes it just happens naturally. The first three chakras start to integrate into the heart, the lower three chakras. And eventually you get there. But um, then my life has changed in the last month and a half. Um, since I reached a certain plateau level, I finally got over the top to where I'm not depressed anymore. I'm, I don't feel um, extreme emotions. Like women are a lot more, usually a lot more emotional than men. I would um, feel very depressed a lot. And um, uh, basically I feel like I was plugged into and used extreme emotional, uh, uh, I'd say extreme emotional against me. And as I look back right now, I'm looking at it and I can see that it was a D it was in the DNA actually. And spinning and raising your vibration, spinning your chakras, raising your vibration to a certain point literally just throws those implants off or disintegrates them. And that's where I am today. I'm a very Zen moment, very Zen place, very, I can't say I'm extremely joyful, joyful, but at times I really am because the synchronicity uh, what I'm creating now in my matrix coming back to me is, a, is, is blowing my mind. I'm sure you guys uh, know what I mean when you, when you have these uh, life, these m moments where the synchronicities, you just can't make that shit up. So, <laughs> so do you miss, do you miss seeing the, the world that, that we see? I mean, cause if, if you're, if you're de outside of the, the matrix, you don't see, you don't see the world, right? since it's all fake. That's what's incredible is I had, um, the answer to that is I see the same matrix, but I have a different reaction to it. And I know that it's, um, it's not like I see it as an illusion that it's not real because it is a real hologram. It, it these are real players. These are real aspects of source, which makes them actually me. So seeing it on the highest level, you know, before I could read about it and I'm like, yeah, but they, you aren't me. I mean, I'm me and you're you, but the, the grand paradox of this matrix is that we are each other, except we are our own identity at the same time, which is paradoxical. And that's mm -hmm. what is, that's, what's great about now. And in a, in a few minutes, we can talk about what I, where I think we're going with this. I mean, I don't have to sit in this reality forever like it is. Um, so I hope that answers your question. I'm, it's not it, like it, it doesn't, it's, 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 it's the hardest thing to understand in, in, in all the realms of, of a lot of the, the you know, the, the guests we have on and a lot of the concepts and, and spirituality that, and I know Nicole's going to laugh, you know, when I use the Why word proof and be, well, because, because I'm going to use the word proof and it's. You know, you guys, you're, you're talking about there's a hologram and none of this exists and then you're outside of it and, oh, well, yeah, I still see it. And you've got to see it from my point of view. It just doesn't make sense and it stops to hold water. It's like if you would have told me, yeah, everything's a bunch of falling numbers or, yeah, we're all in a cave, you know, under underground and, you know, yeah, it's, it's weird, you know, and he's it, like – one day you're seeing the matrix and then the next day you're seeing them. And so you're not really detaching from, from, from okay, the quote so, unquote matrix. That's what's hard for me to get my I, mind around. I'm not detached from it. That's where, where I can, I think I can clarify the matrix itself is a wonderful creation and it was created by some light beings in the eighth dimension 
that we're creating um, physical bodies that they can send themselves into for experience. And okay. as you know, the Anunnaki came and changed the DNA of their experiment. They gave us these extreme emotions and they cut us off from memory and from um, our remembrance of source. And we became dumbed out and we forgot who we were. And um, what we're doing is returning back to that, but we're doing it inside the matrix itself. We're not, we're changing the, either the code of the matrix or we are removing the virus. In other words, we are reassembling our DNA to where we are again, multidimensional. So the matrix itself is paradoxical because it's not the problem, but this matrix is <laughs> how mm. by being creator beings and by being creators of matrices, we know how to come in and carry all the codes of what it was before, plus all the codes of all the experiences that we have learned by being in it messed up. And which is all the emotion, emotional energy that we created. And it's a conglomerate of so many things of the experience of what we got here. We'll be able to become, uh, we are already matrix creators, but now we've got the codes to all the universe and we can create universes with what we've done here when we're done. Okay. Now you, now you've mentioned twice the Anunnaki and both times you've mentioned them. You've said, as you know, and the beauty of being me is I don't know. (laughs) Um, So you're going to have to, you're going to have to help a brother out and tell me what the Anunnaki are. Well, there is just a name of uh, a, a name of a race of beings that came to earth. Those that came to earth is how it's really translated. Um, Barbara Marciniak is an early study of mine. She talked about the Anunnaki a lot and they're, um, they're rogue Pleiadians. And there are, they joined with some draconians, which are from Orion. And they're very, um, they have absolutely no emotional body whatsoever. Very, um, they're like the other end of the spectrum as far as the dark goes and um, the Anunnaki are a race that changed, came here to Earth and took the humans and changed the DNA. And then um, to use us um, to, as slaves for energy, whether that be to mine gold. So they did, they did that on purpose. Yeah, because they, they oh. needed gold from this planet. They actually ended up here from wars, from running. And they ended up, in, they ended up on Earth. Um, and they, they found a safe haven here and they pretty much closed it off uh, for themselves and took, tried to take over the, the resources of the planet. So is this common? In a, I mean, does the matrix exist all over the universe and all these other worlds or it's, it's a created, I mean, is there anything real? Cause if it's a matrix, it's not real. So is there anything real? what's real in the matrix is the experience and the consciousness and the energy mm-hmm. and the, you exactly. know, what you're getting out of it. Um, universes are created with templates. Um, that's a matrices of, of light geometry, um, codes, different things that make matter. The whole idea of a universe is to create a universe through a, uh, like a, it looks like a web, like a grid is very intricate and then you literally send consciousness your consciousness into your universe and go denser and denser and denser in frequency so that you can create matter which would be a form of experience of being able to incarnate into a a physical thing that's why you create universes is to split yourself up and go inside of them and, and have an experience part of expansion for the for the one source 
Yeah. You know, Brian, I don't know if this will help you, um, but the way like I try to understand like this idea of the matrix and, um, you know, when you start to become aware of it and you're trying to quote unquote, remove yourself from the matrix so that you're not controlled by it. It's like, it's like having um, dominion over your own happiness. When you start to realize that you create your own happiness and that you, as long as you start to um, take care of yourself and work on your own happiness, what tends to happen is that your perception of the world starts to look nicer because mm-hmm. you're feeling good, right? You're feeling mm-hmm. better. So the same thing is kind of how the matrix works. As you start to realize all this other stuff, it's not so much that the matrix doesn't exist anymore, but your perception of it starts to shift and starts to transcend into um, something where you have control and you're not being controlled. So let me just go right into last night. I did a BQH on Greg Prescott for the first time. He's the founder of N5D.com and joining us on the cruise. And I did my own little version prom, impromptu BQH. And which, uh, which, which I'm sorry. What, what are those? Nicole is familiar with QHHT, which is right. We um, talked about that okay, the other day. This is an, this is kind of like a um, revised new changed version, a quantum way of doing QHHT, but you can bypass, you can use your own protocol and your own intuition and uh, bypass a lot of the um, mundane things about setting the client up, especially at the point that many of us are now with our consciousness, we can go straight into that alpha state. And Greg is one of those, like he closes his eyes and he's almost like asleep that quick because he goes into the alpha state very quickly. And that's when you can, when I can communicate with him on a different level and, um, and get, uh, and get some information for him or, or information for me, depending on what our arrangement and agreement is. And it's something BQH can be done over Skype, which QHHT is not allowed to do based on Dolores Cannon's rules that she set up before she passed. So is that bypassed quantum healing? What's the B stand for? Beyond quantum healing. Beyond quantum healing. My friend Candace Carl Goldman invented um, this particular method that you can get certified to do this, to be able to do Skype sessions. But uh, we just did our own little version of it. And when, so what, when I was asking questions about if there's anything that his guidance, his higher self wanted to show me, it was, it, it, it lined up with something that I had literally read the day before on how creation is made, how matrices are created, how universes are created with a matrix. When the creator itself looks at a web or matrix that looks like a grid, that looks like a fur, looks like it goes on forever and ever. And when it looks at it in a certain point, it literally starts to dimple in like if you had dropped a ball on a nice soft bed, how, you know, or a bowling ball on a soft bed, how it would dimple in just looking and focusing your intention on the grid at that particular point starts to starts to create a wormhole, starts to create an indention and a wormhole. And that ties in to what Nicole was just saying. Your, your thoughts and intentions create your reality. We have lost the ability to open up that, to create that wormhole by looking at the matrix and so part of this in some weird way is regaining the ability by focus and intention and thoughts to uh, change the reality that we see, like changing the channel on television by frequency and thought and intention. 
and vibration. Now that's a mind blower. And I really apologize from the very beginning, Brian, I went in all guns. <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> that you, that I was talking a foreign language. So I, you, you are, apologize. yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brian's are, Brian's are skeptics. So, um, that's cool though. Yeah. Well, here's my proof. He's learning. He's learning a lot. Here's my proof. Um, I, from the time I was born, um, I felt like, you know, something was really effed up. Something was really wrong. I didn't want to be here. I never fit in. I was a rebel. I began using, um, alcohol and drugs at 14. Um, I began escaping and wanting to try to lower my vibration my whole life just to fit in to this reality. And, um, I was depressed my whole life. And um, even after awakening in 2010, I still wasn't happy, couldn't find joy in life. Um, it took me until this year to really remove this, these bricks that were holding me down on, on my back. I just felt so heavy and so... Um, just didn't want to be here. Even after waking up, I kept calling out to, you know, I knew I had a star family. That's um, a way that I chose to relate um, because I felt like um, when I read that material, it, it made more sense to me than anything else in this world. So I kept calling out to my star family to just come pick me up. So my proof is the fact that all of those feelings are gone. I don't want to leave. I want to be here because I know this is where the change this is where the opportunity to change reality is happening. And this body hmm. is going to get me there because it has, it is, has the universe inside of it. Even if it's like my copy of the universe, it has a universal template inside of it. And my heart is the stargate out of here. And I've got to keep that heart open. And I, I can tell you whenever you're ready, just if, if you really want your mind blown about what I think I'm here to do, I can tell you that. Well, we want our minds blown. <laughs> as long as you don't want to go for it, okay. bring, bring it on. <laughs> so part of my awakening involved, I knew, I knew that I was going to, this was like really ridiculous. I knew that one day I was going to like rejuvenate my physical body. And I was telling all my family, I'm going to, one day I'm going to rejuvenate my body. I'm going to be, I'm going to be like 25 years old. I'm going to blow your mind. And of course that never happened. And, and of course I should have never said anything to my family because I became, <laughs> they thought I was nuts. And, but really what happens is, um, I am here. I got, a, I got a message from my star family and it tied into a lot of things I had read right before I got the message. Everything falls into line for my, it's like I'm in school learning about what I'm here to do. I'm here to, since I do have this template, when I heal myself and when I um, transmute all of the negative energy that my soul is carrying on a soul level all the way down to where I am now, I literally am bringing in all of my multidimensional selves here. They're not becoming me, but they're joining me and I can cleanse them through my emotional field, which is something that many of them do not have anymore. In order to move out of this reality, um, on a universal level to get through a stargate, you have to have a certain frequency based on geometric codes, patterns, sound to open that stargate. And you can travel through stargates without a star, without a ship. You are the ship. Your Merkaba, your energy field has all the codes. 
Um, so I came here to, uh, to correct my human template and create a human earth template and universal it's tied to the universe as well so that there are many star races of me that i'm tied to in the in the universe that don't have the ability to do what i'm doing to be able to eventually close every universe is created and then it has an in-breath and it uncreates itself by pulling all of its energy into itself and expanding out again and creating something new a lot of these races that of extraterrestrials or be just beings in general that don't have the ability to, this is really deep, but I'm going to try to say it, fractalize themselves down to one, down to the one, like in the one in the Matrix movie, and move through a Stargate and recreate itself on the other side. And so mm -hmm. I have the template that I'm sh that I made a contract to come here to suffer to be the one that's going to do the work for me, for my group, for my family. And I'm sharing it with other, other star nations that sent their representatives here. Maybe they, maybe I'm helping them on a way because my energy field will impact someone who's hearing me right now. They will then vibrate a certain code or do something to them to where they will start to heal themselves. They will start to move through their healing process. So it's very complex, but I'm here to, um, to perfect a template. Whether it manifests in this 3D reality or not, I don't know. Uh, whether I just disappear one day, I don't think that that's it because we're just an app, we're in an avatar. We're consciousness in an avatar, but we can still hold templates for moving through the Stargate. I've already been through the Stargate and back. I just don't remember. That was another thing that I'm providing is once you've gone, there's no manual for how do you do this? So we did it. We went through the Stargate and we walked backwards into this timeline right now. We do that frequently and we don't remember. We've already done this. Many of us feel like we've already done this before, but we're here holding a certain pattern, frequency and vibration to help the collective because when we're here, we are tied to everyone. We're tied to the collective. So that helps them and their star families be able to have the codes, the keys. Well, that is definitely mind blowing. I can't say I, <laughs> I grasp, I grasp it. Well, but. And you know, one thing I've learned is you can't, you can't try to talk anybody into anything in this reality. But what I do know is you can feel that I feel like I'm speaking my truth, whether it's true or not to you, it doesn't matter. <laughs> as long as I'm a good person and I speak my truth, I'm going to hold this frequency. So when you say you're, you're um, coming in here to help build a template or construct a template that will assist um, others in moving through the Stargate, am I following correctly? Is that, is that right so far? Uh-huh. Um, every universe that's created eventually in the, like the, have you heard of the round, the in-breath and out-breath of Brahma? Uh-huh. So there's an expansion. No. <laughs> Those factors too. This is like Hinduism or Buddhism. I think Buddhism. Just different ways of every everybody's saying the same thing differently. It's very very weird how it all comes out, but it's um how it study just, you know, one thing I encourage everybody to do is do your own homework if you're really interested in it and if you're not just go study something else. 
But if you want to learn about creation, if you want to be a creational master and learn how to master and manipulate energy in dense frequency, then study how the universe was created and that eventually um, every universe has a cycle that ends and it's going to be a long time in linear time before it ends. But when it does, it has to, it has to fractalize and compact upon itself down. It has to incend in order to um, go through its own. It's like, it's like an hourglass with a, with a stargate or a black hole in the middle. And it moves the sand from one part of the hourglass through the hole to the mm -hmm. other side. And then it, it, it starts a whole new cycle, a whole new life cycle, a whole new creation. That's interesting. How did you know that you went through that, even though you don't remember? Oh, that, that was it. just so many things were showing me. I had a friend, I have a friend who we talked about it and she had seen us walk through and walk back. And then I read another person's material where she said she had walked through and walked back. So it was just confirmation that, you know, and I don't, but then I had a message from my star family that I've already completed my mission here which would have been to walk through and walk back and have not only the template, but the experience of how I did it. How did I transmute all that emotional energy from every, every lifetime. And then from, from some from all the way back to the soul on the soul level, which is your oversoul, which is like everything that you've ever been. How did I do that? Just by being in this lifetime and it sucked really bad, but I got through it and I, and I, I realized that I was a fractal of the source creator and that I created everything that was in my reality to push everything that was not of a high frequency to the surface so that I could see it, acknowledge it, and then let it go. That's interesting. You know, I was just last week, I was filming um, more episodes with, 5D TV with Lana, who was on our show um, last month or yeah, last month, I think. And I was because I was with about four, four or five, you know, um, intuitives. Uh, it was brought to my attention that one of the ways that I'll increase my power is by understanding the power of the negative. Oh, yeah. And, I had to learn. and not. Yeah, and not being afraid of it, but knowing how to be in it without becoming it. And also, I guess, because once you're not afraid of it, then you can handle it and see it and know that it exists. And it was just showing me like this vortex going into itself, like, you know, like an hourglass shape, like you had said. Yep. And I was shown this, this kind of like vortex of energy of of just how we can be really increase our power by not just focusing on good but allowing the negative powers to to be, to be able to be within those powers but not like I said have them become us I don't know if I'm making sense you do. And, but and every everyone is doing it differently and it is different for everyone. So some people, you know, for the longest time I was telling people, you gotta, you gotta look at your own shadow. You gotta face your own shit. You gotta feel this. How come I'm, you know, feeling this extreme shit and you're Mr. Happy over there. That's not fair. You're not going to make it. And that wasn't true. <laughs> 
because some people because they're not here to do that some people are here straight from the sun and they're literally here to hold a high vibration and to witness and that's it they've already ascended they already have all the codes but they but we need it for those uh, we, i call us boots on the ground that's in my qhht session my higher self called me a boots on the ground we're the ones that decided to clean up the shit we clean the toilets we're like in jupiter ascending we're the one we're the you know we're the cleaning the girl that owns the earth you know she's cleaning toilets and um i i clean in my dreams i clean up after people i pack people's suitcases i get them ready so those of those of us who are working through our shadow selves and do we are the one for our star family um it doesn't mean that we're better than anyone else maybe we are just maybe they have already done this whole thing three times this whole universal thing three times and they came here to hold the frequency for us so that we could do it um so everyone's on their different path and and sees it a little bit differently but there are some of us that are going through um, similar things and we can relate to each other by how hard it is to not only not only look at the dark but interact with it and what i ended up doing is owning it if i am source i'll own all of it source created everything i stood mm-hmm. in the i stood in anunnaki shoes i stood in draco shoes i i've stood in the queen of orion's shoes um I've stood in the Pleiadian shoes. I have stood in all of the shoes. And, you know, Dolores Cannon made a very interesting comment before she passed. And she said, in order to be here, you had to be everything in the universe before you could come here. Now, at the time, that kind of sounded a little ridiculous. Like, how could you possibly be everything? But if you're source, you are. So that, you know, a lot of times I had a hard time owning that I created this shit this matrix this problem everything but if i'm if i'm on a higher level if you pull everything back you know on a big picture thing if i'm if i am an aspect of source then of course i did so how i started getting through all these challenges in my life i started owning it not only just observing it sometimes you can observe it just by the acknowledgement that it is happening it is an aspect of source sometimes that does it but i had to own it and then I had to forgive myself many, many, many times to get through that energy. Yeah. And I found like one of the things I discovered along my own self journey of going inward and dealing with the shadow self is the importance of accepting all the parts of you, even the parts you don't like about yourself. And when you finally are able to embrace them and accept them and not reject them or try to push them away like they don't exist that's when you actually are able to transcend that feeling of not liking that part of you and you become okay with it. And it's almost like it, it's almost like it transmutes itself. It does. Because once you get through all the different parts of you that you don't like, you lighten up literally your frequency changes, your geometric pattern changes, your heart starts to open. And that's when the changes start to happen for you. And it's fear is the main only thing that's keeping most people back and you know how many times have we read about fear how many times have we tried to understand about fear i thought i was fearless my whole life and it was fear that was driving me to be controlling and mean and pushing people back so that i wouldn't get hurt because i was afraid of getting hurt that's just fear control is fear so um 
you don't really realize the fear that you're holding on to and the frequency that we're in feeds the fear. It creates the fear. It creates the thought of fear and the vibration. So literally raising your frequency pulls you out of the denseness of the frequency of fear. So in a way, the work that we do pulls us out. And in another way, just being happy and trying to do things that excite you and make you happy literally just starts to melt away all kinds of fear. The biggest fear that most people have is dying. When you learn about dying and you realize that we never really die, we just change frequency. We go to the fourth dimension when we die. And then, you know, we either come back or we go somewhere else. Then, you know, that's not taught to us. So that's part of the matrix control program. And if people were to understand what, you know, that we really never die, that we're consciousness, we're not really this physical body, although we do merge with it. And this physical body is a great vessel to hold these codes of the matrix so that we can experience this reality. If they knew that, then they would reduce their fear. Most people's fear tremendously. I know I've died several times (laughs) in this lifetime, but was put put myself back or was put back into this reality. I know people that have died in car accidents, motorcycle accidents, and they saw themselves die. And they, the next thing they knew they were back in their body with no injury. And they're sitting in front of me, talking to me. What does that make where we are? What does that make who I am? You know, what does that mean? I'm dead too. You know, um, that really showed me what we're in. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm curious and if, if you don't want to share it by like, you don't have to, but I, you know, so many people go through this, especially like as you start to become more self-aware and you start, you know, trying to heal yourself. The only way to do that is to go through all of the emotions to clear the energy field. And it can get what seems starts off as a really exciting and interesting journey becomes a little bit depressing. And uh, you go through these, you go through different states of like being excited and learning something new and learning more about yourself and maybe tapping into gifts that you didn't know you had. But then you also go through these lows where you are depressed and you feel like you're not going to make it and you don't know why any of this is happening to you or, or, or not that it's happening to you, but like that's one of the feelings that you have. So how long did you go through this like depression? Did you have like different bouts of it? Like before you started really waking up to it or throughout your awakening? Like how long did it go on? I was depressed my whole life. I grew up in a very sad reality, alcoholic father. Um, I went through some sexual abuse. I used my sexual prowess um, to get what I wanted and used alcohol. I climbed the the corporate ladder, became a top executive at an oil field company and then I had my awakening, 2010, and I had to I had to, <laughs> had to quit my oil field job first of all when I realized, you know, I was contributing to, um, you know, the power and greed and control on on the planet. But it took me. I just realized it's 2018. It's been eight years since my awakening, which I'm <laughs> still stuck in a five year. I'm still, still thinking it's only been like five years. It's crazy that I just realized mm-hmm. that. Uh, like I said, it had, for me, it had something to do with this, with, with this final implant removal in my chakras. I had um, several sessions along the way, probably two or three with Eric Rains, who's also going to be on the cruise. And, you know, you can't just yank everything out at once. You probably would go insane. You would probably start seeing things um, that you didn't need to see or want to see. 
um, things would happen. You know, this is a gradual process of unlocking. It's like one door, one key goes in a door and there's like a series of doors that you have to continue to go through. And they, they liken it to peeling the layers back of an onion. Um, I was severely depressed my whole life. I, I took um, antidepressants for many, many years, but in 2000, uh, I guess about 2008, I just stopped. And in 2012, I, I feel like I died. Um, I was in bed with December 21st of t- 2012. I was in bed with Ascension flu. I thought it was the flu flu, but then I realized it was Ascension flu. And I found myself crawling, trying to go to the bathroom, crawling on the floor, not being able to like get any momentum or move. And I had to use my fingernails to claw the carpet to crawl on the floor. And I've looked back at that several times and I realized that was my astral body literally dying. Um, We die and we we resurrect ourselves. We are creating every moment that we have in this reality right now in every millisecond, we're creating a new earth, a new me, a new template, a new version. So there really is no past. When they say there's no past because there's no time, there really is no past. We're create, recreating ourselves in every single millisecond or what, you know, thousandths of a millisecond, whatever you want to call it. And we are frames uh, like in a movie reel, click, 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 click. You know, it seems like everything is, is flowing all at once, but we're, it's that's what they mean about living in the moment. So when you stop focusing on the past and all your past hurts and you get you just let all that stuff go and you you try to stay in the moment that shifts things for you and just the understanding of who you are i think is the biggest thing um but but yet when you're hooked into the matrix and and this this program can literally punch you in the gut and and make you feel they can literally like give you like back aches and headaches and um, other people can hook into you and steal your energy and you become depleted and drained in a way. I mean, it's all part of the program. It's like, it's like ups and downs because you're literally beating your head against the wall over and over and over until you break through. I just, I'm not trying to tell everyone, look, I'm so much better than you that I've done this work. And what I'm trying to say is there is a final brick that will fall that puts you at least to the other side of that wall then you can then you can relax my star family said i'm like they made contact with me finally after eight years i'm like the first thing i asked and my by the way they came through a medium friend of mine and gave me some confirmation that only i knew i'd never really met this woman before but she contacted me and she gave me some key words that i knew was them that I, cause I had just things that only I would know. And I was like, Oh my God, um, you're here. Uh, when can I go home? Can I go home now? They're like, <laughs> no, no earth is your home for now. And for quite a while now, because of this transformation, this shift that we're going to create. And, um, I was so sad for a while, but then, you know, I just realized I just have to remember all of the, all of the beings that I'm helping by being here and the rewards that I will get from being here are great. And just remembering, uh, well, first of all, just that something has to do with my chakras. When I had that last session with uh, Tony Sayers, um, 
called a chakra removal session, but of course I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if it was like I yanked all my chakras out. It's more of a integration and all that balancing. Doesn't Eric sounds like somebody needs to give it a new name. Eric Rains does that as well. Yes. He it's more of an implant removal session, which allows your chakras to naturally spin the way that they're supposed to. And if they're spinning fast enough, it's almost like a fan where nothing can plug into it anymore because it's spinning so fast. And once you can keep that momentum going, that's when you feel like, you know, you've, you've made it. And this is just the beginning, I'm sure. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm like totally fine because I'm not, I still don't want to be here. I still wake up and go, Oh shit, still here. But on the other hand, I get so excited to be able to share the fact that I did make it over that plateau where I am not depressed anymore. I do not react out of fear and project my fear and my anger and my frustration on anyone else. And because of that, I've been just living a very cool, serene life in a safe place right now as I watch all this shit unfold. I mean, in my backyard is the Gulf of Mexico that's completely poisoned and all the fish are dying. And over in California is all those fires and all these earthquakes and da-da-da. But I don't focus on that. I focus on things like talking to you guys about what it feels like to never to not be de- depressed anymore and to not let these things emotionally trigger me. That's the balance that we're looking for to at least get to the next level. Well, it's pretty exciting when you start feeling good on a regular basis. Yeah, There's really cool. nothing better than that. And you know, I want to talk about diet. Go, <laughs> go for it. Please do. We actually, that's great because Brian and I were just talking earlier and we're going to start a challenge. So we're going to share it with everyone. You know, oh, you are. Everyone are you? is different. Everyone is here to do a different thing. I used alcohol to lower my frequency and, and, uh, I used food my whole life. And my grandfather weighed something like 370 pounds. He was six foot four. I mean, he was like, and a oh, big boy. Know? I have these genes where my metabolism, my metabolism has always been low and I've always had an issue with food. I've always used food as an emotional, it gives me that boost in my brain and, it's the one thing I figure if I came here to do, I was going to enjoy myself and eat what I wanted. <laughs> well, many times I gained, you know, a lot of weight. I went on a diet and everything, but um, I will tell you some of the most enlightened people, some of the most people that people that I know personally that have had the most experiences, their pineal gland is wide open. They eat meat, they eat sugar, they drink alcohol. Um, <sighs> And not in excess or anything, but they do. It's They are not afraid because they realize it's just energy. When you get your vibes or your spin in a certain frequency, you affect everything that's in front of you, that you touch, that you eat. And it's almost as if you are becoming superhuman when your DNA activates a little at a time to where we're like cockroaches. You shove anything down our throat. And as long as it doesn't make you puke or you don't have diarrhea and you're still talking like I am, you know, you're still conscious, you're still aware, you still know who you are and you still, you know, it, you know where you're at and what you're doing. Um, it's been, it's amazing. Um, I don't go overboard on anything, but I eat, um, I try to eat organic because I can. There's a, the biggest problem I used to have is because I am so empathic and sensitive to other people, 
was when I heard that you had to eat, eat organic to ascend, I thought about all the poor people out there that can't afford organic food. Does that mean they're not going to ascend? Does that mean they're not All you here? need is a Lemurian plug. It's magic. <laughs> it turns anything into organic food. That's cool. <laughs> What's a Lemurian plug? Sounds, I don't even, I'm not even going to go what I was going to say. Sorry. What's a Lemurian plug? It sounds plug? crazy. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm not saying that eventually I'm not going to start, stop eating um, things that have eyes. But for now, it's serving me just fine. And perhaps it's because I need a balance, something to keep me in my body. I was told by my star family, the most important thing right now is just to stay in your body. Quit trying to pop out. Quit trying to leave. Quit trying to send somewhere else. It's all happening right here in the body. So I have to eat potatoes. Every now and then I like to eat organic ground beef, whatever that means, <laughs> whatever the hell that means. Uh, no, pro, no steroids or whatever, grass-fed as much as possible. It makes me feel better. It doesn't make me feel so good to go out and eat, say, a um, steak and shake burger. I don't know if you know what that is because that makes me want come home and completely just take a nap. When I take a nap, I process that energy when you sleep, your vibration raises, your star family works on you, and you wake up and you feel rested. You've processed it. If you overload your body with junk food, your liver and your kidneys and your organs are going to have a hard time keeping up. So every now and then go through a fast, go through a cleanse. But it's all about, you know, how you feel. And if it makes you feel bad, don't eat it. If it doesn't bother you and you're, you're craving it and you eat it and you realize, hey, I can eat this, then you've either moved to a... Uh, superhuman ability to be able to process these things. I mean, you know, look at Greg. He smokes cigarettes all the time. He does smoke, quote, organic cigarettes. But that man smokes cigarettes, and he's first to tell you, I'm not, like, telling on him, smokes cigarettes and eats, eats meat. He hardly eats any fruits or vegetables. There's no fresh produce in this house. <laughs> okay? So now I'm not saying that he's the most enlightened Buddha person in the world, but he, he does know what's going on. You know, he does have his shit together. And so I am not condoning eating whatever you want. All I'm saying is because many people, they realize they can't. And I don't, of course, I don't try to, I don't eat anything with pesticides. And perhaps that's why we don't eat or any organic fruits and vegetables right now because, or any vegetables or fruits at all. Um, maybe the things that we eat are the safest things that don't have GMOs um, or pesticides. Um I'm not saying we don't eat it. I'm saying that the liver and the body and the organs are able to keep up with cleansing it. Um, if it's all in moderation and some people, they are literally, uh, I've seen, I mean, my first husband died of leaky gut because he, um, he drank Coors light his whole life and it, it ate through his lining and, um, the, the toxins and poisons instead of, you know, being flushed out through the, through the bottom there and, and, and through the blood being, you know, cleansing your body, it leaks out into your body, literally starts causing inflammation and his face for the longest time. We weren't married at the time, but I would see him on the weekends. Uh, his face started getting really big, like a basketball and uh, his blood pressure was up and um, he couldn't have surgery on his gut because his blood pressure was too high. They told him to stop drinking and go on this diet, lower your blood blood pressure, and he just gave up. You know, he just started drinking. So he went into a coma 
So this, if you can't eat these foods, if you're drinking heavily alcohol all the time, if you're having, you know, joint issues, arthritis, um, all these things, it, it, it is usually caused by your food. There's, there's a couple of ways you can go about this process. You can, it depends on whatever soul path that you're on for me. Well, I think it's, I think it's so important for people to really understand how important it is to know your body and to be in tuned with your own body and not um, constantly go on what everyone else is doing, what feels right for you to do. And if something that someone else is doing does resonate with you and it feels like something that you want to try, then go for it and try it. But, you know, some people have recently told me that I need to do this or I need to do that. And some of it doesn't really resonate with me. It doesn't feel right. But then some stuff really sits well. And I'm like, yeah, that, that I want to try. And I think it's, you know, one thing that I've learned with just through my body and yoga and becoming more accepting of my body and learning how much it had to teach me once I was ready to listen to it. So many of us can learn so much about our own health and abilities just from tuning into the body, what works, what doesn't work and use yourself almost like a, a as a guinea pig. Cause that's the only way you're ever going to find out is if through trial and error and trying all these different things, like Brian, you're trying a whole bunch of different things right now to heal your gut. Some Sometimes too many. It's hard to know. It's, it's hard to pay attention, but that, that is the most important thing is to, to, pay attention and you know when you eat something and how does your body react you know look in the toilet exactly. <laughs> and, and you know uh so yeah i do i do have a leaky gut it's getting it's getting a lot better um since i've 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 taken gosh well except last weekend when we visited lisa's son we drank a lot but gave up alcohol and caffeine and sugar Dairy, dairy, grains, and all grains. So, for someone made a who difference. Has but I think a leaky gut. It is extremely important if you um, want to heal it very quickly. I would say to go on to buy a juicer and go on a juicing fast, and give your body. Well, food. we were just talking about that this morning. We were. <laughs> yeah, I, so I've yeah I've come across. Um, you know, this has been told to me now for two years to start drinking plain celery juice mm-hmm. in the morning. And I, I've, I've been juicing for years. I've had a juicer for at least, I want to say four or five years now, but I've never just done plain straight celery juice. And then it's been, you know, when people just start talking about all the time in your presence and you realize, okay, universe, this is, you're trying to tell me to get on this. This is what's been coming up several times in the last couple of weeks for me. And so I finally decided to really read up on it. And I sent Brian and Lisa the article today. Because I realized that Brian might benefit a lot from having celery juice in the morning, two cups of it on an empty stomach. And I just started it yesterday, um, having the celery juice. And I can't believe just in the two days how different it makes me feel after taking it. It's it's almost instantaneous, but you notice it for the next couple of hours for sure afterwards of taking it, you, how much better you feel. It's almost... There's just so many benefits to it. Um, and Lisa, for your thyroid, I, I sent that to you because it might assist you with your thyroid. But we're thinking of doing like a 30-day celery juice thing just to in, in conjunction with everything else we're doing, but just to kind of see how it 
if any of us notice anything different. It, or, it or is anything. hard to, to, to know what works. And I will say, I mean, I am taking so many pills and doing so taking things out and bone broth and this and that and the other thing. And it's, it's hard if by doing it, the shotgun approach, it's hard to know if it works because if it works, well, what worked? I don't know. Well, that means I have to keep doing everything, but it might just be one. There might be one magic pill, you, you know, in there by being on a juice diet, a, a real green juice diet, either celery and then all the other green kale and all that. You can't go wrong by doing that period. That's not going to hurt you. So you can't even go wrong. Oh, shoot. Oh my gosh. You guys. Are you okay? It's okay. We can we can edit. Are you all right? It sounded like somebody just fell over. Nice. Right when what? I said that, a big, huge crate fell off of the shelf in the closet, right down on the floor. And I had been looking at that crate when I was talking. It is. It, I mean, it just fell off for no reason. That's really Brian. This is really <laughs> to get your attention. Don't forget, my ex husband died from leaky gut. Okay, because he gave up. He didn't know the things that we know now. If you you cannot go wrong by taking all the gluten, all the wheat, all the dairy, just out of your diet until you heal your gut, and then you can reintroduce. You know, you can. Learn, that was the learn plan. I've been I've been gluten and dairy free since so January or February. I can't yeah. believe this thing just fell. This is like I know. I think huge. yeah, juicing. I feel like that's definitely oh an interesting synchronicity. It, it didn't scare me, good, but good. it kind of coincidence. <laughs> I've been in this room for you know. I've been I've been we've been in this house for over two years. It's been sitting there with no problems, and it just fell. Like I that might have been my ex husband. Gravity. It's not just a good idea. It's the law. <laughs> so we probably should change the, lighten up the topic a little bit because I mean, I knew, see, this is what I do in my sessions. I knew we needed to talk about diet today for a reason. First of all, because I know that there's people out there saying that you have to be a vegetarian to ascend. Well, we're not really going yeah. anywhere. We are here. We are I love bacon. We are putting, I have bacon in the fridge, but I don't eat it all the I time, love right? Bacon. Oh yeah, moderation. Uh, like once and I don't week. have a leaky gut because I just I don't know why. Um, uh, here's why. Um, first of all, men have a lot harder time processing their emotions, and we hold on to our emotions in our gut. So mm -hmm. this is an energetic problem. This is not a food problem. This is not anything else other than energy. Um, but you can master the energy by changing the frequency, by putting the live green foods in there and allowing your gut to heal. If you decide that you, after hearing, you know, this is why you're on this show, to hear people say there is a way that you can get that you can get to being happy in this life and that there is. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Don't categorize me, and I'm one of the happiest, most well-adjusted people you ever meet, and I have one of the healthiest diets. So just because I have a leaky gut, it doesn't. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but it could be emotional. That's not my, that's not my truth. Emotional stuff. No, I yeah, Brian. Just because you're happy doesn't mean you're that you haven't been handed a yeah load of Your body shows stuff. you where where your stuck energy is. It's, it's a gift mm -hmm. to you. 
and you'll get you you will heal from it um but that's why we needed to talk about it today and so you have all my support and just accepting that you can change your reality is the first step and i'm i'm hope hope that you can get that out of all the weird shit that i talked about today And also, like, Brian, just you kind of going through it, it's just you discover new things along the way, and you just never know who you're going to meet who might need to hear all of the stuff you've gone through. Oh, my God, yes. When you heal yourself, and then you're going to be the poster child for leaky gut. (laughs) You're going to say, look, you don't have to suffer. This is what you do. I'm just not going to know what it is because I'm doing so many things. (laughs) It's like here, do 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 all three hundred and seventy-two of these things, and you'll be you'll be fine. What happens is, you know, you stumble through stuff, and then you have this ability to look back, and then you get this intuitive feeling and knowing and thoughts, and then you you figure out, oh, that's what it was. You'll be able to. You will. Well, we know what it is. China. Wait, fuck China. He lived in China and got worms. So the worms ate holes in his gut. Greg um, had a a big old tapeworm in his gut when he was a younger man, um, a teenager or a younger man. And it was like, I don't know how many feet long. And it was eating all, everything that he was eating, it was consuming. And he like lost all this weight. Right, you don't you don't get all, you don't get your nutrients. And so right? they finally gave him this one pill that finally killed it, and then he shit it out. It was, <laughs> it was like he couldn't believe what it was looking at. So yeah, that's oh. been going on here for a long yeah. time. Uh, yeah, not tapeworms though. Not tapeworms. Rope worms. If there's anything our listeners have gotten used to, it's talking about this Brian stuff. Shit. <laughs> um, Bless our listeners for coming along that journey. <laughs> a really close friend of mine said, Michelle, as long as we're shitting, we're still here. And then, yeah. and then I read somewhere else that, or I said that to someone else and they're like, oh, but you don't understand. Shit is divine. Shit is divine. If you're shitting, then you are a divine being. You had the opportunity to come here and transmute things and poop it out your hole. So, I mean, it's just, it's how you look at it. You have to pull back and join with that higher aspect of yourself and look at it from a third party perspective and really connect with your higher self and get your guidance. Um, it, you know, this is your, this is your way of creating a situation for yourself to be able to pull through something and be able to share it with other people. This is every, everybody does it differently. Mine was freaking depression. Yeah. It's, it's it's an, it's very very much an individual journey that's for sure. Yes it is. Yes it is. And so much. And I think even people who don't who maybe don't realize they're awakened are doing the same stuff. Yeah, you don't have to be conscious and awake to shift out of this reality. A lot of people are here to get the codes. And they will either maybe wake up later or they'll shift out of their body you know they'll drop their body they'll find they'll they'll create a disease for themselves they'll drop out and they're perfectly fine i mean they're gonna go they're gonna go back with the codes with the template so there's so many different people doing different things but i seem to gravitate people to me that have similar circumstances and realities and we can swap stories well what are your thoughts on the event and the shift the who and the what? <laughs> the event well, and the shift. 
Like, is this like a pay-per-view event? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Well, depends on which matrix you're in. You could pay for it. <laughs> I think I've already done the event and came back and am consciously not aware of it. Um, I think that, I do think there will be a moment where things change in my reality, like um, another movie, um, go back to uh, Tomorrowland, when they're pushing, they're holding this this lapel pin and they're all of a sudden in another reality. Because I know people that have told me they've like sat in a parking lot and went into a state and they saw a whole new reality, a whole new, another reality in that parking lot different cars or different, you know, different time. I know that I'm a time traveler. I know that, um, I will connect. I will consciously connect with my multidimensional selves and be able to move my consciousness anywhere I want to go. So I am not going to be stuck here in this body with this reality. So time is irrelevant. Um, when I get my DNA finally activated and open that stargate and travel with my consciousness and like merge with my other aspects there and they can merge with me. It's a back and forth thing. Um, this event is you becoming your multidimensional self and not being stuck in the body. And then eventually consciously as a collective changing this matrix to where it's never going to be like this again and, or, um, creating a new universe, a new earth in a new universe. Um, we are always, as creators, looking to do a new project, to expand, to keep moving forward. So there are a series of events that have already happened in my life. Big events. <laughs> December 21st of 2012 was a big deal for me, but I was very disappointed. 2013, thinking nothing happened. that I And I look back and I realize I died from the third dimension and the, lower, the lowest aspect of the third dimension. I don't think we're in the lower third dimension anymore. Um, and so there's a series of events and, um, what was the other question? The event or the, what the shift, the shift, the shift is already happening within me every single day. Every time the best way I can help any of my family members or any, um, anyone else is to work on myself and shift myself be with myself more, love myself more. It all sounds like, you know, stuff that we've read, but I learned how to do it and it's through. Um, my relationship with some of my family members have completely shifted because of the work I've done on myself. I'm going to tell you something that's a little mind blowing that I, it's, it's how I see it, how I choose to see it so that I understand it better. My family members are just copies of themselves in my matrix. So I'm interacting with them, a version of them that I need in my reality. They are multidimensional. They can bilocate. They can give me a version of them in my matrix. I have my own little personal matrix here. The co-creative part of my matrix is the larger, bigger picture of everything that's happening out there that I can't control, but I can, I can manifest things in my local reality that will make me happy and make my life easier. That's the magic of the beginning of this shift. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Actually, I was just thinking about, I was applying that to my reality right now. And I can definitely see how that makes sense. And it's a really interesting way to look at it. 
Um, so if you, if anything else, if you just want, if you just are so overwhelmed with information and material and every, what everybody says you should do and just stop doing everything and just, just look at this as a game. That's, that's sometimes you just got to stop everything and just say, this is a game. This is not real. Even though it is kind of real is that's the paradox where our consciousness is somehow squirted into this reality, into this avatar. But it is a real experience. We are real. Some of us are real. Here's another thing that maybe many of your listeners don't understand. Not everybody on this planet is a real person. Yeah, I've heard about soulless beings. Yes, they're also called NPCs, non-player characters in the game. And then Dolores Cannon called them backdrop people. Mm -hmm. And they are literally here just to interact, just to make your reality like part of a glue in your reality. Just, you know, so you have groceries at the store or you have whatever. Some people, and as you shift further and further and further out of 3D reality, you're literally making a new copy every millisecond of your reality, literally shifting out and people are leaving your reality. And so copies of them are here. And if I don't see my mother for eight months, my mother may not have even existed in my reality till I'm ready for the copy of her to go visit her at Christmas. And then from some remote location, she can squirt some of her consciousness in an avatar and suddenly be in my reality. So these are mind blowing things, whether I have a vivid imagination or whether that's really the way my matrix works. I don't know, but this is how I deal with it. And so sometimes you just get overwhelmed with, is this real? Is that person real? We don't want to do that. We have to treat them just as if they were real because they're going to give us back what we're giving them. So it's another paradox. We're in an inversion of a create of the real creation here to settle, to work out this emotional crap and to settle differences and to shift together. Well, you said something now, really interesting about like, merging your all your multi-dimensional selves here like mm -hmm. on earth and we had a guest on um back in october jennifer huff and she said the same thing she she said to me once we i think i don't know if she said this on the show or she said this on an individual call with me but she says you're not ascending you're descending and We're both yeah both. it's and it's like you're bringing your your star um self your all yourselves into this um what, what was her name jennifer what Huff. H O U G H. oh i'm gonna go listen to her stuff because i love to hear people that are talking like me um yes because i read a book um i'm not gonna tell you the book because it's, i'm just it's not relevant it's not like everybody needs to go out and read this book it's just that i find little clues in little in every little place and it talked about um one person who was on earth and having a life and it was from the perspective of her higher self. And it showed how, when she got to a certain point, she made contact with her higher self, the earth girl made contact with her higher self in her mind in meditation. And then eventually they, um, the higher self can merge into the human and the human can merge into the higher self. This is what, this is this highway. It's like a highway. You can go back and forth We've been stuck in this body cut off from our higher self, which is all of our multidimensional selves plus source. I mean, plus our oversoul and source and, and the other universes as well. The other universal creators. Um, so it's like you can merge with something and unmerge and still be yourself. You will never not be Nicole. 
but you can be Nicole expanded and Nicole can, uh, Nicole is an aspect of Nicole's higher self that sent itself down in density to have this experience, but you will never have to go back and be that, that you get to go, you get to escort yourself through the Stargate and go be Nicole in a whole Nicole's universe if you want, or in somebody else's universe, somebody else's new earth for a while, get your feet wet and see how it feels like to be a creator again. Um, so you, you are, it's the paradox of being one, but also being separate. You can merge and you can, un, it's like, it's like a dance. You can merge with your higher self and you can separate at this and back and forth. So we are incending and, and ascending, ascending in frequency, but incending and imploding inside of our own heart and our stargate. Cause every, the universe is a projection from what's inside of us. So we are not going to, we don't want to, We've already gone out there in other lifetimes. We've already been out there in spaceships and stuff. Now we're literally allowing all of ourselves, all of our aspects of our soul to merge within us. They don't not exist anymore as them, but they get to go for a ride now through a new Stargate. Let's just put it that way. They're always tied to all the other Stargates that they have as well. I was just going to go back to the event for a second. Do you do you think the event also is has something to do with these energy waves? I'm really glad that you did come back to the event because I, I, I got distracted when this thing fell <laughs> <laughs> and lost my whole train of thought. But I do think that it goes back to what Allison Coe and many others have talked about this rainbow energy wave. Um, I do believe that these rainbow energy waves are coming in waves and I do hope that one day we get to see them in the sky and that it does just hit us and it knocks out any other implants or any other shit that anybody has because we've caused it to happen from our frequency, the forerunners who are here. I do think, I do hope that the event is something like um, a moment where we just do shift this reality on a collective level to a new earth. We are already just pop into the new earth. That would be great. Um, I know that people like Greg have always had this. Um, I've never had a vision of it. I just have a knowing that I'm that I'm not ever going to get into an old body, like a 90 year old body. I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I didn't come here to do that. I'll either leave this body or I'll shift it into something else. Shape shifting. Um, so the, um, the vent and his um, dream or vision was a flash of light happened. And, um, that could be the solar event that many people talk about um, where we get this flash of energy from the great central sun that since we're in this alignment lined up through the different levels of suns and it comes through our sun and it activates our sun or it is us. It gives us a burst of source energy. It activates our DNA. It's the final DNA activation. I just keep going back to that. Just a knowing that I'm here to wait for some kind of either these these waves that are slowly activating my DNA and then one final flash for me. I don't know if it all happens to everybody at the same time. It's another thing to think about. If we're all copies in each other's matrix, well, it could happen to me. And then, you know, Greg could get vice versa, it happen to him first, but I could be getting a copy of him right now because it already happened to him type thing. So there's so many, um, <laughs> layers to this you can't just define it with this linear thinking but you can take 
a knowingness that we're not going to be stuck here forever, that this, if it gets the worse it gets out there with all the things that are happening, that means the closer that we're getting, no matter what you chose to experience for your Ascension event, the closer you're getting to it, the worse it gets out there. Because it can't get much worse, right? <laughs> How much worse can it really get? Yeah, it's pretty chaotic. And yet you also find yourself in a bubble almost, you know, it depends on how much you throw yourself out there, how many stupid things you do, put yourself in situations, you know, you can find yourself in a bubble just watching it all. Yeah. I think it's like, I, I feel like it's individual. Um, it's a paradox. It's yeah. individual, yet it's collective. Yeah, exactly. It is. It is one and it's another and it's all. So. <laughs> yeah. So when you just get so jumbled up and confused and frustrated, just, just stop listening to things. Stop reading things for a while and go do something that you love out in nature and ground yourself. Keep yourself grounded for sure. I couldn't ground for the longest time. I didn't want to be in this body. Well, there was a lot of stuck energy in here. I couldn't keep myself in the body. And then finally I, you know, there was some fear of grounding that I would be stuck in a 3D if I grounded to the 3D earth. There's just a lot of fear that I had. A lot of things I was reading about Anunnaki and the Dracos and, you know, all this takeover and Marduk. And, and then I finally just like said, stop, stop. And then, you know, just kept going with my work. Sometimes you just got to stop and recharge. A lot of times you go to sleep, you wake up the next day, you forget half the shit you read yesterday anyway. There's a reason for that. You know, we don't need all that external stuff. We know inside of us that we're here to do a mission, that we're here to complete whatever this is and that we will get out. We've already done it in the future. We can only hope. Cheerleaders. <laughs> like crickets. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe this event's going to happen. Oh, here's something that they're telling me. They're reminding my, my guides are reminding me that it will, we won't be like anything that we've been told. It's going to be even better or whatever. They, they won't, they don't say ever say it's better, but Greg says, Oh yeah, it's just going to be better. It's not going to be like anything that we think. They told me that several times through different people. Well, and that's the, that's the, the where I kind of stand with it is, is like, I, I have this knowing that it's going to happen, but I'm not really tied into when or how, just that when it does, it's got to be the right time. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, and just folk, just keep focusing on um, the here and now, because it can become a bit of a distraction trying to. Um, figure it out. Yes. And then they're also reminding me to talk about the balance between the left and the right hand hemispheres of the brain. It seems like that divider in between and that division between the masculine and the feminine. And, you know, basically that the brain itself is, is the rewiring of the brain is what cuts us off from our remembrance and our divinity. And these waves are, lighting up parts of our brain, um, to, to reconnect again. So that's, that's another thing that's happening kind of behind the scenes. And maybe some people don't even know it's happening, but the waves are very important. A lot of them 
can be measured um, by the Schumann resonance by the Russian website. And a lot of them aren't measured by the Schumann. It's like one day I can just be knocked out, knocked down, fall asleep, check the Schumann and there's nothing there, but I know a wave just came through. Sometimes it feels like it's like hurting us in a way, but um, it's just, sometimes we have to be down flat uh, in bed um, to, to accept some of these um, energies because they're so strong and our higher self can work through us better when we're asleep or laying down, when we're not spending a lot of energy. Um, so just kind of, you know, one of the things I really share with people who are on um, a level of they've been at this for a while um, and they just feel like they're spinning their wheels now. They don't know if anything's really going to happen or they're confused or so much information. Believe me, there is just as much there's there may be five people out there trying to say something different than something I've said, just because they're either running, they're either running a matrix program, their NPC for confusion purposes, um, or um, they just are being um, some being is talking through them or whatever, or maybe I've got it wrong. It doesn't matter. Just forget it. Just forget everything for a while. And you're not going to not get out of here. You're not going to not raise your frequency just get out in nature. Nature raises your frequency more than anything. And if I can, if I could summarize everything I've said, don't worry about what I've said, raise your frequency. That's the most important is raise that frequency. And I'm sure Nicole, you've taught a lot of your listeners how to do that. We've talked a lot about it on this show. Um, we, a lot of our earlier shows, we talk about frequency and raising your frequency and uh, it, it happens in so many different ways. You can do it physically yes. through your diet, you can, or through exercise, um, through whatever your acts are, but also like through your mind and your heart and raising your frequency that yes. way, meditation, so many different ways. You're so tied in. You're so psychic because one of the things that I made a note that I didn't get to, to talk about is people, when I say people do it differently, the way I did it is through my consciousness and through information and that reduced my fear. And so that raised my frequency. You can start with the spiritual level, the consciousness, and then it filters down through your mental and emotional and physical, or you can, you can be a health nut and not be spiritually awakened. And you can, you can do it that way and raise your physical frequency. And eventually that's got to affect your consciousness. There's no way it can't. Mm -hmm. So you can do it either. You can start either direction or you can literally do it emotionally. You can be a, like my sister who's on the spectrum. She has these emotional outbreaks and fits. And well, when she releases that, then that does something, you know, it, it probably is helping transmute everything and she doesn't even have to be spiritually awakened to do it. She'll at least get a free ticket out of here. So you know, don't be in fear of not ascending is, is a huge thing I've seen before because of all the information. It's so overwhelming that people are putting out. Yeah, I, I, I actually have a client who he's very worried that he's going to be left behind. <laughs> and I'm like, don't think that way. So that's not how this works. It's not how it works. So, um, but you know what? Thank you so much, Michelle, for being on the show. It was so great to have you. And we're really excited to have you on the cruise. I'm excited to meet you in person next month. Oh yeah. It'll be great. It'll be lots of fun. Um, Greg Prescott as well. will be on the cruise. Eric um, Greens. Have... Yeah. Yeah. Who are the other people, Nicole? Cause I'm, I have a block with names. Marina Jacoby, um, Jessica, uh, Sanchez okay. Romo. Um, 
Oh gosh, Monica Benware and Michael yeah. Black, and then Lisa yeah. and Brian are coming on as well. We're going to do an actual podcast recording on the cruise. Wonderful! I can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. Um, so, yeah. So, Star Starseed, if you want to have a Starseed session with me, we can talk about the. You know, um, I'm a very, I'm intuitive. I'm a psychic. I guess you could say that, but I just have a knowing, and um, you know, I'm not a seer. And I, I'm not a, like a healer. Like if you, if you're being quote attacked by archons, you know, don't call me, call somebody else. <laughs> I can tell you what archon is, but I can tell you, you know, I'll tell you what you don't want to hear is that you literally created that. And that's how you have the power over that. Um, but if you, if you want to talk about starseed stuff, visit michellewalling.com and you can book a starseed session with me. We can go as deep as you want, or we can go back to basics, but I always get, I always always get information before I have a session with somebody. I have no idea why I'm watching something or reading something. My session today, I just want to tell you really quick because it's amazing. She was from New York, which is where Greg's from. Everything in our, Greg and I's co-created reality is either New York, Florida, or Texas, because he's from New York. I'm from Texas and we live in Florida. So she's from New York, moved to Fort Worth, Texas, where I am from and lived there her whole life. We literally lived 20 miles away from each other, then moved to Colorado, which is where my son is now. And she just moved um, to a place in North Carolina, 15 miles from a cabin that I just rented in the beginning of November. (laughs) (laughs) So, You know, I mean, these synchronicities, you can't make that shit up. Um, And we had so much to talk about. So if you feel drawn to me, there's a reason. And Um, there's no script. There's no, she had questions and I answered all the questions before she ever got to them. So there are people set in your life, just simply not to tell you what to do, not to, not to really guide you, but there was a lot of confirmation and you reduce your fear when you get the confirmation, how to exit the matrix.com. I have a whole database of stuff about the matrix, about raising your frequency, about a lot of the things I've talked about. You don't really, I mean, you can go there, great. But, you know, if you follow some of the basics um, of raising your frequency, you're going to be just fine. And I look forward to being on the cruise with you guys and hanging out. And it'll be a lot warmer in Cozumel than where even it is right now here in Florida. (laughs) Well, I'm up in Canada, so everything's going to be a step up, if not a whole damn floor. (laughs) So I'm excited. I need some sunshine. I'm in desperate need of like some vitamin D. So yeah, Brian and Lisa, I look forward to meeting you guys. Yeah, we do. I gotta clean up this mess of this big box that fell out of the closet. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Michelle. And to all of our listeners, uh, if you guys have any questions that you'd like us to ask on the show, um, ask any of our guests, please send that into info at enlightenup.us. And you can always find more information at our website, enlightenup.us. And please don't forget to check out our social media. Lisa did upload some of the uh, Family Guy Brianisms on the Matrix the, to our Instagram account did you lisa did you do that i, I did they're on instagram okay awesome like so you guys story. can go check those out yeah okay cool and i'd like to close by saying that brian knows exactly what he's doing um brian is being the person that he doesn't need to know all this stuff he's 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 already done this before so he'll you know he's like i have to bow down to him when i meet him because <laughs> You know, some of us had to take a little bit of different path. I spun my wheels for years on information that was useless to me. So 
we just provide a little bit of way of understanding for those of us who want the bigger picture and, and understanding. But, um, you know, I can't wait to meet him because he doesn't, it's like, there's a lot of people like my son and he doesn't even need to know all this stuff, but you know, he, he's, it'll be all, it, it's all good. Don't everything in your reality is unfolding exactly like it should to provide you what you need to get through this. Your higher self is always there and is not going to let you fail. Period. Well, it's all well, good. Brian is, Brian is excited to sign autographs for everyone who's That's excited right. to meet him. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week and have a happy holidays. And we'll be back with you guys after the holiday break. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.